out on the road Waiting for a new episode We've been thinking of you And just what you need Oh yeah, yeah Now that the show's underway I guess we can call it a day You're ready for Welcome back to another episode of the Bowfinger Minute Podcast, where each week Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1999 Frank Oz-directed comedy Bowfinger, one minute of screen time per episode. Today, to look at Minute 73 of Bowfinger, I'm joined by two brilliant guests. I'm here with Gareth Thomas and Amy Munt. Hello. Hello. So, um, um, yeah. yeah. I will go one by one as, as to who both of you are. Both of you have actually have, have been both mentioned on this show before in the past couple of episodes. Oh, uh, Gareth has been mentioned but bleeped um, because to those keen listeners of Monday's episode, uh, Ed Tidy and I were talking about how there's a real Bowfinger that we, we feel we know. That man is Gareth Thomas. Um, so, so Gareth, t- tell us who you are. What do you do? You know. Okay, lovely. Well, I'm Steve Martin, apparently. So, so does that. Um, but yeah, well, um, quite unfairly, um, <laughs> people who I've worked with in the past um, have compared me to this character, which makes for an interesting episode, I think. And I've I only watched the film after I was told that. So then I started to watch the film, and I was just insulted for two hours. But I have to say. I do like it. I like the film and I, and I actually do take it as a compliment. Now I've seen it all the way through and I thought about it. I mean, it's not a compliment to most people. I know it's not meant as a compliment, but I'm going to take it as one anyway, because I'm a positive guy. There we go. And and Amy Munt or, or NASA, like yesterday's episode, we had Phoebe Stokes on alongside Simon Fisher-Becker. And we talked a little bit about the fact that she's working on Weightless Words, which is a film written and directed by yourself. So, yeah, Amy or NASA, we're going to vary between those two names. We call her NASA. It's, she wore a T-shirt with the NASA logo on it once. That's about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, who are you? What do you do? Um, I do films. I write and direct them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I do a lot of things. I do a lot of things. I find I do. I'm kind of like all round, I'd say, but but mainly writing and at the moment a lot of scheduling, but um, writing, editing, directing, that kind of thing, you know. Fantastic. So it's fair to say we're all qualified to talk about this film. I think um, so. So Gareth, you kind of hinted towards the fact you've seen this film before. Uh, well, now you've seen this film now. Um, yes. NASA, you 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 saw this film. Um, recently as well yeah you, you, you both i watched it on sunday yeah what, what, what do you th- what are your overall thoughts on the film you know what i loved it i loved it i'm pretty sure i've seen it before but the name didn't ring a bell that's a thing but like as we were saying the other night it was like oh, i even recognized the film as like when i was younger like it was cheaper by the dozen what was it father father of the yeah, you basically went i recognize the lead <laughs> guy in it i think i've seen this film before and i was like you yeah. know steve martin has been in other things um oh, yeah but uh yeah but... so it could have been cheap by the dozen could be father of the bride could yeah. be a finger 
no I love the film I love the film it gave me like that proper like nostalgic vibe of like the only way I can describe it is like I would come downstairs and my mum would be like ironing and like she'd have a film on and it would be like from like you know like the 90s or 80s or like early 2000s and stuff and she'd just have like this film on with like this classic like grain over it and it would be like ah sit down she's ironing away I'm sit there I'll watch the like you know the rest of the 20 minutes like the film with her and stuff and it'd be great but no I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed it I did see you know Gareth in it a little bit but yeah I just I just enjoyed it I love the dog as well dog is sick yeah the the dog the dog was fantastic did you help with the ironing though no I didn't I didn't I didn't even take my clothes upstairs to be fair my mum did that but I was like I was at eight what was I going to do with a mountain of clothes I'd fall over them (laughs) (laughs) But the clothes do get smaller in proportion to the age, so it it shouldn't have been that bad. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no um, True. yeah, a lot of people are, are saying that about um the, about the film. But I have to I have to admit, not just with me, obviously I can I can and there's some really cruel um comparisons in the like I swear at the at the beginning he's on about something like uh, oh it's been years since uh, he he promised all these undiscovered people that he's going to put them in a film right. And um, for years and years and years, he tells them this, and then they go off and get real jobs and, and do other 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 work, because oh no, we've 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 heard this film's going to happen, but it's never going to happen, is it? And I thought, if it wasn't for the fact that we are just between the three of us on the cusp of actually turning uh, an idea of mine in, into something that borders on success, if it wasn't for that, I'd be seriously depressed right now, because it's yeah. Just so quite... so Miss Mister Gareth Thomas Bowfinger is the man who's taking taken eight years. Um, to convert an idea onto a script, but it happens. It's 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 happening, and it is mm. is like yeah. better than it could have been. So yeah, Absolutely. it works. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Sometimes it's worth waiting. Um, I hope you're okay with me mentioning the eight years thing's pretty public. No, yeah, I think I'm, I'm 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 you know it's like it's your like, face yeah, dropped when I mentioned it then, and I was like. I, I'm crying on the inside. No, no, it's um, it's it's like battle armor, isn't it? You know, you you you're, like in the film. I think you know, take your take your biggest criticisms and wear it yourself, and no one can hurt you with it. Then, if you become proud of your setbacks, you know, um, whatever they are, um, just like just like Bowfinger does. So there was a lot of comparisons, but there are more positive comparisons because of when I saw it. Um, yes. But that with that being said, I think a lot of people in in the independent film world can relate to semi-biographical elements of just the whole concept. I don't think it's just me. I think there's a lot of people that can relate to, um, you know, that we'd all love to just, you know, sod the rules. We want to make films. Why can't we just do it, you know? Forget, like, little things like getting the actor's permission. Let's just get (laughs) on with it. No, but you're right, though. It's like, obviously, we've all got these dreams to make all these films and stuff and all these stories. And it's like, there's a hundred things that hold you back, whether that's money, actors, connections, stuff like that. And it's like, hey, you see the film like that. And he's he's just so easily just does it. Like, as you said, he forgets the permissions, which is kind of the main point. But it's but genuinely done, inspiring. The man yeah, has yeah. a dream and he he fulfills it. Like, yeah, yeah if, if you're on the other side of this, if you were Kit Ramsey, that is not a fun inspiring story but because you're seeing it through Bowfinger's eyes and you're seeing something be fulfilled it's beautiful yeah. and I've, and I've, you yeah. do have that feeling when you're making something that no matter what this will get made and I mean it's it's going to be ref- we didn't say it in the introductions it's going to be referenced I'm sure throughout it um, we will have filmed already hopefully by the time this show goes out but we're all working on the TV pilot Henry House um, yeah. you know uh, I'm production manager Gareth, writer-director, kind of important job. Um, and NASA, your uh, associate producer. Yeah. So, like, 
you know, we're making a thing right now and we're going through the motions a little bit. Like, this is the prime time to talk about this, really, because we're, we're on the high of admin. Yeah, um, yeah the high of admin. It's such a Luke <laughs> Allen thing to say. That <laughs> but, um, but no, you're right. And, and I, I think what I like about this film the most is that um, even though you should be infuriated by this guy, and I probably like people like me a lot of the time, you should be infuriated, but you can't help but love him because... Does he go about things totally the wrong way? Absolutely. I mean, talk about Henry House. That's our main character is 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 like that too. But um, you can't help but be inspired by the fact that you just won't give up this guy, you know. Um, and and that's what I think is true of us. You know, we had with, even with Henry House, we've had setbacks. We've we've uh, lesser teams would have given up, and we haven't. And and I think we can, you know, um, both think is a reminder that um, sometimes I think you need to see it on our screen to re- to recognize that your own qualities. Um, and I and I think to be reminded of both things, it started off as like a cheap like dig, but by the end I was actually incredibly honoured and complimented by it. So um, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, I remember when we first watched when you first watched Bowfinger, you were you were live texting me throughout, yeah. and um, you the the scene that we that we looked at on on Monday's episode where Bowfinger is talking to Dave, and and Dave's like, I know what we also don't have permission. You you sent me a message and you said I found you in the film. And yeah, I'm, yeah, you. no, I probably I probably am Dave. I'm yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm Dave. Yeah, but you but you do need a Dave. You do, you do need a Dave because I think like you do, yeah. Because before down. before you guys came along, before we made Reduce to Clear together, um, and you guys weren't part of Rocky Norse and stuff. I don't think there's any coincidence in the fact that not a lot was getting done because ideas are great, but you need someone to actually put the put the hard work in to send in the emails and organising the stuff that makes it happen. So uh, ideas are only part of it. Obviously, without them, you're a bit stuck, but you do need the Daves of this world to help you make the ideas come to life. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 a real testament, like within the film, that the first time that Bowfinger gets something done is when he takes on other people's ideas. Like mm. li- literally, like he'd been write- supposedly writing stuff. I imagine you know all this time, and it's when someone else gives him a script that he goes, "I'm gonna make this is gonna be great." And yeah. you know, yes, you're directing your own script, but it's that same process of you- you've delegated. It's something else is someone else's job, and that's when it gets. That's when things get done. Um, yeah. So we're going to take a deep dive into the minute. Um, overall, what, what do you think of the minute? Uh, is Jam packed, eventful, or a little it, bit dull? It, fl- it flew by. I mean, it, there was. It, I like the fact that it wasn't all in one scene. That always helps. They got got a bit of range of things to look at. Um, but yeah, it, it, there wasn't really enough going on to to, to find lots of talking points. But um, still, still a good few. But well, we haven't started um, talking about the minute, and we've talked for a bit, so I think we'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get by. We'll get by. We always do. But um, but no, I, I liked it. It was it, it's um. It's a good time in the film. It's got going. Like you said, it's like 70 odd minutes, isn't it? So it's well, yes. we're, we're well on the way. So the plot's like up and running, which is good. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that, like the minute ends, like just before, like, I think maybe my favorite part of the film, because I just mm-hmm. think that sequence was so cool. No, like the idea of like, um, just like the camera angle and the way they did it. I'm like, that's so like, just not right, but it just looks sick. And I feel like, I mean, you you could still do it anyway. Like who's going to, who's going to really question like a big old tree on a truck kind of thing, you know, coming through the street. I love street. that. Yeah. But, 
<laughs> I, I, I did to be fair I did put that down as one of my main talking points which of which I had two um but but one of them was that and I've I kind of referenced it about Bowfinger as a character but just the whole thing like using the 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 in-world camera rig they have on top of that ice cream van yes. thing with the with the tree and stuff like that looks like slapstick comedy but genuinely i've seen real independent filmmakers do stuff like that and it and it does mm. happen um and i got a lot of respect for it so on one hand i found it funny but on the other hand i found this isn't funny this is real life this 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 i could see this being done for in 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 real terms not maybe like you know chasing after a, an actor who doesn't know he's being filmed and stuff that that's obviously where the comedy co- really comes in but the actual sort of what looks like an over the top camera rig setup for me wasn't particularly over the top I thought I've got I've got respect for that I've got time for it I think there is a lot to take from it I mean I, that's probably like the worst career advice going you know like we we do a lot of work experience with um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't want to sort of like act like this is what happened on work experience please don't like cancel the partnerships and things um it we just we don't teach them that but um but that being said like I remember going back years when I've done work experience programs and we filmed promotional videos in like local pubs and stuff and in schools and colleges you get taught get permission from anyone before you film them and I remember saying to some students this one time, they're getting their, their, their long lens on. So they, they, they and there was a family sat in some corner. And I said, tell you what, don't go over and tell them because the minute you go and tell them, they're going to freeze and they're going to get really awkward and weird. Just film them. Like, but that's not how you meant to do it, Mr. Thomas. And I was like, such a both thing to say this, isn't it? But, <laughs> uh, but I was like, no, 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 film them now. And then after we film them, then we go and ask them, are you, do you mind being in this video? If you don't, if you've got a problem, we'll can't, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll but use actually, it. technique, yeah. Yeah, so you're still, you're still, you know, you're not being illegal about it. You are still getting that permission, but don't get it until afterwards. Now, I don't think that side to it gets taught enough. Well, I think Bowfinger can teach up and coming the filmmakers more than college college rooms probably co- classrooms can. Yeah, I mean, I understand why they don't teach it in classrooms because, <laughs> like, <laughs> whilst I definitely agree with it as technique, if someone's like, you know, like filming like a mother and her kids going on the street and. Then... They're like, well, you got the camera, and it's like, well, I was going to ask. I'm from this college, <laughs> and I'm making a movie. Can, can I, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I get why they like ask first, but yeah, and we've all we've all done a little bit of guerrilla stuff. I think it's fair to say. Like, I mean, we mostly got permissions, didn't we? For I, I, feel free to tell me I can cut to cut this, Nas. We no. mostly got permissions, didn't we, for weightless words? But that, like, there's the odd bit that we're filming in yeah. public, and you just like yeah. see what happens, <laughs> isn't it? You know. I mean, yeah, no, I think we we did get a lot of permission. Um, like, pu- I think public mainly... is, filming in public is fine. Like, it's yeah. allowed, but it it's is different. allowed. No, and and we checked it. We was on a Zoom, weren't we? And we checked we checked all the rules, and it actually stated that. I think on one of the documents that we can yeah. film in public on a tripod, like it wasn't, there was nothing to say that we can't do that. There was nothing to say we need a permit. Um, everything said that we could like film in the city of Manchester with like, you know, no permissions. Yeah. But, you know, there was the odd thing that it's like, well, you know, we need the shot. So we're going to do it without do. the permissions. You do and what you just got to do. do it. And so, yeah, sometimes yeah. it's it's do now, ask later, which yeah. is yeah, terrifying. Yeah. But, but think... it's 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 true, and I mean, you know, where we were filming in Manchester, we weren't going any like top secret places. We we're in public places. No, exactly. But occasionally, exactly. you'd be filming it. Someone walks into your shop, and you go, "Excuse me, do you mind like moving away, and I can make this film?" And most of the time, they go, "You're making a film? Cool, yeah, sure." And they go, yeah. Oh, yeah, or they want to yeah. be in it, which is that great happens too. Thank goodness extra. we carried extra model releases because <laughs> that was a day, wasn't it? Gay village. Yeah. But, no, it really oof. was. But it was like, to be honest, <laughs> I think if I did that without you. Luke, I probably wouldn't have half the permissions I did have. So thank you for that. Um, no but even I like, that. 
yeah, yeah <laughs> genuinely like you know like would have just gone in you know knocked on a house we're gonna come film in your house um and you know just set the camera and off we go but no we yeah permissions yeah. are helpful but sometimes you just gotta go like you know sod it because a lot of people don't have the patience to hear what you're trying to do they'll be like no. yeah okay okay because especially it depends on age and obviously experience like if, if you was to come to them with like these big names of like hollywood actors and and crew and everything they'll be like okay yeah yeah, yeah. like you know you've got a 50 million pound budget okay so put a million to this location and you've got the permission sound but because we're all independent filmmakers and you know with only ambition and and not enough experience not enough money not enough like you know you know credits or like big names on board it's like no one wants to hear like i guess the time and day and like give us the time and day sorry and um you know give us the permissions even if that would like massively benefit yeah. the scene or whatever it is and it's just obviously yeah. that's that's the balance you've got to find like where that kind of i think, I think a good rule of thumb is just film until you get told to stop with witless words i think it's got one of the best kind of examples of the filming permissions terrors ending really well which is we wanted to film in the gay village on canal street in manchester which to anyone british possibly not anyone in america but like canal street is is a, it's, it's a big deal it's a it's a prime place for gay nightlife um and we wanted to film on that street for a scene that we probably can't discuss because the film maybe it's out now who knows uh but you know there's that and uh <sighs> Nas, you, you, I think you sent me in to go and talk. Was it? Yeah. Me? So we we got there, and I think it was filling up. I can't remember. Oh yeah, because we wanted to film a scene in the park, and originally we kind of changed the location about so we could do the scene in like two scenes in the same kind of location, but like different places. Um, and we wanted to do the scene on a bench, except there was this guy on the phone for a really, 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 really long time, and he just wouldn't get off the phone. So. We, waited out and stuff and it was like okay let's go find a location where we can like put our batteries in and like start charging up wherever we can like kind of use as like a bit of like a you know toilet drink kind of place whatever um and then it got to the point where it was like well the sun's going to start setting soon we've got a night shoot soon and then like the cast and crew need to eat so it was like okay well let's go have a look around so i think i think at that point we already had a place for the batteries i can't remember um, but then me and you, Luke, we went off and we we found a place um, and we walked in there and we was like, can we, you know, film outside your place? Because it had the perfect like little table and stuff. And can we um, charge our batteries behind your desk? And can we charge desk? our batteries? Like, we'll, we'll buy, buy some drinks and stuff. We'll keep you in business or what. Not that they needed it. They was packed, weren't they? But um, yeah. And then the guy was like, yeah, sure. Go sit and, then, there. So, and then there we are setting up the shot. Yeah, and someone someone comes up to us, yeah, and 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 says, "Excuse me, you guys filming outside my bar?" And it's like, "Oh no, I'm the manager yeah, of this oh, place." We think, yeah. "Oh, who who were we talking to before? Like, what's going on? We're mm. going to get kicked off. We don't have time to do anything else. What's what we're going to do?" They said, "Can you use that table instead of that one? It looks a bit nicer." And they go, oh, <laughs> "And it's like," oh. and then there yeah. we are in in what you know indie filmmakers as as close to zero budget as you can get, really. Mm. Uh, filming at one of the most recognisable locations in Manchester. Yeah, like for free and with you know, crowds of people table, coming up to watch. Crowds us. of people. Honestly, I I kept catching people like walk behind us whilst we were filming, and they're getting out their phones, they're taking pictures. They're yeah, taking I, I I went on Snapmaps like, afterwards just to, just in case anyone had like posted. 
Yeah. Filming in, in, in Gay Village. There wasn't, it's, but like... It was just absolutely it, insane. It but this is the stuff that you can do, like, you know, like, just when it comes to permissions and stuff, you know, you, you just go and you ask, even if yeah, it's you on go. the spot. Like, we, we asked that literally knowing that we had to film that scene that day and there was no other day in that week to film that scene. And then just being lucky off the cuff. Oh, yeah, you can film. And then, like, halfway through the scene, the manager comes out. It's like, oh, shit, here we I go. Mean, let's be honest, that's definitely easier and quicker than it would have been if we sent an email. If we sent an email. Like, can we take a look yeah. at the script? When are you going to be yeah. here? Because we sent yeah. so many emails, didn't we, beforehand to different locations? Yeah. And just everywhere was busy. Everywhere was like, oh, I can't do it. You know, we don't, we need to make sure. And for we... reference, neither of us live near Manchester. So we couldn't, exactly. like, so we, we couldn't just, just turn up and, and talk chat. to people. Yeah. Um, so it was, know, it was it a was... challenge it was definitely a challenge but i think we struck a really good balance with permissions on that on that film getting permissions and not mm. getting permissions and i mean it worked out we have a film yeah, so, yeah. maybe it'll be out now i so hope so i really hope so th- yeah. there'll there probably be a trailer to watch or something 100%. Um, yeah. um so uh bowfinger um that is what we're here to talk about today um minute 73 opens with dave uh popping in whilst Daisy and Bowfinger are chatting. Oh, hi, honey. Hi, sweetie. Will you make sure my makeup case is in the van? Mm-hmm. Let's hit it! And honestly, I say this every episode, but Heather Graham is incredible in this. Like, her character is just so fun. I, I really like Heather Graham in this film. No, yeah, she is. I mean, I, I think she's um it's it's a it's a it's a really sort of strange one. Like it come when she first comes into it, it comes across as like, okay, well, this is a film which is stereotyping independent filmmaking. Yeah. So this is gonna be a stereotypical airhead actress person. Um, but then as it goes on, despite the fact it's it's obviously laced in comedy and it's not too deep. She's um, playing the airhead consciously in yeah, order to get yeah. what she wants. And it's exactly beautiful. she's clever. She's clever, yeah. But um, I, I think it's also the perfect representation of the indie filmmaking industry because everyone is like lying to each other to get what they want, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of how this job works. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I can do that bit. <laughs> so uh, after she says, "Let's hit it," uh, we hear music, which is "Super Bad" by James Brown and the JBs. Um, as Kit tries to sneak into his car because at this point he is suspicious of everything. Watch me! Watch me! I got it! Watch me! I got it! Watch me! Okay, this part, I, I find it hilarious because I'm like, okay, if you genuinely took the concept of following someone around that that you didn't get permission from to film, you could drive them to like the actual point of insanity, mm-hmm. like as we see. Yeah, and I, I think it's hilarious, honestly. Um, just just like the way he's acting, like how how yeah, I don't know. I have a lot a lot of questions of like, what kind of person could you do it to? Like, how quickly would they go to that point of like? But um, this is also uh, the first time this week that we see Eddie Murphy. Um, so, I mean, how how do you both feel about him playing two parts in this film in true Eddie Murphy fashion? But did it work for both of you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it works. For, yeah, it, it works. I think so. I mean, for, for what it is, it works. You know, I mean, it doesn't work all the time. Like, um, I'm not a big fan of uh, what they did with Tom Hardy and the Cray Twins, for instance. I think you're taking a really serious thing and it it looks gimmicky. 
I mean, I know that's rich coming from me re- after what what Rocky Ross put out recently, but uh, that won't make any sense to anyone else. But but still, um, I don't like it outside of comedy. I think it's it only works then. But because it's comedy and it's very very in your face comedy, yeah, it works. It works really well. I mean, thinking of Eddie Murphy, you, you know what you're getting, don't you? It's 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 always the same every time. That's not that's not necessarily criticism. He no. knows what he's good at. He knows what he's good at. But um, yeah, you, you know what an Eddie Murphy film's going to be, and he doesn't disappoint. He's just classic Eddie Murphy, isn't it? Yeah, to be fair, I didn't even realise because I looked up the cast list because I was like, I know you guys are just going to mention actors' names and I'm useless with that. So I was like, I thought I'd look up the cast list and I was like, who plays, um, what's what's the what's the character's name? Kit? Kit, Kit or Kit and Jeff, yeah. Yeah, I was like, who plays Kit? And I'm like, I couldn't work it out. They're the same person. <laughs> and, uh, I was like... <laughs> that makes sense because i didn't see him on the thing and i was like i don't understand because he's literally the main character of this film even though he kind of doesn't know it in the in the film inside the film but it would make sense if he was on the casting list i just couldn't find him and i was like ah i see now yeah yeah. (laughs) i I love seeing things through the eyes of nasa um it it changes the the scope entirely you appreciate the little things um (laughs) but uh yeah it's I know what you mean. You, you kind of know what you get with, with Eddie Murphy. And I think this is the... It's an Eddie Murphy movie without being, like, full Eddie Murphy movie to to the degree that I imagine probably turns me... I like an Eddie Murphy movie, but I imagine that turns some people off, the the whole him playing. But, they're, yeah, the two characters, which later on in the film have uh, it, it properly explained why they look the same, which was a a hilarious twist, I think. All the effort they were putting in to try and get... Kit, when when Jeff just likes, just says, oh, you know, people, people normally only talk to me because I'm Kit Ramsey's brother. <laughs> it's just such a great reveal. Yeah. There. It's great. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, we got Kit sneaking into his car, um, and and it is it is just great. It's so it's Mel Brooks who talked about like comedy and tragedy and their kind of relation to one another so close. Uh, I mean, a lot of people talked about it, but um, I think Charlie Chaplin said that life is a um a tragedy in close-up, but a comedy in long shot. And um, I think my, my all-time favourite being Mel Brooks, though, who said that tra- um, tragedy is when I cut my finger. Comedy is when you fall in an open sewer and die. Um, well, essentially, he's saying what is tragic in first person is funny when you see it happening to someone else. And I think this is a, a sort of prime example of that. Yeah. It's messed up, but it's true. Yeah. That's why I love that quote by Mel Brooks because it fully expresses how messed up but true that is. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, straight after that, we have that lovely tree moment that we talked a little bit about. And I, I just... Have we ever had to hide cameras for anything before? That's one thing I'm trying to think. Have you ever had to hide a camera? But yeah, I think... I'm trying to think whether I've had to hide a I feel like I must have had to hide a camera, but not... Really? Like, not, not I, I can't see it from you. Not no, like I no, not like in a top you. secret way, but in a um like multi-cam documentary way. Um because I did a I don't know when this documentary doesn't matter, does it? I don't know then. Maybe I haven't. I just I don't think I've I got have. this I've got this weird vague memory mm. of trying to figure out how do I hide this camera. But like I don't know where the memory comes from. But I, one thing I have done, which isn't quite the same thing, but isn't all that different, is um I remember I've filmed stuff with people before, and I particularly remember one time, clear as day, uh, with my DOP at the time, so going back about 
seven years ago um and um we were doing some um filming some woman for some promo which was a, a, an official thing you know we were meant to be there that wasn't secret but um she didn't want to be on camera herself in particular because she felt that she'd like mess it up she was doing some sort of i think she was a carpenter or doing something with her hands some sort of you know um, woodwork thing so and she was panicking about being on camera so we told her that oh, don't worry the camera's not rolling um at the moment you you just carry on and I looked over at my DOP at the time and I just sort of gave him a look and he gave me a look and I, and I knew I, didn't, I couldn't see what he was filming or that it was on but the, by the, the smile on his face I knew for a fact he was filming and I knew it was going on and I let it happen and when she saw the footage, she was like, oh, I didn't know you got that in. I thought didn't know the camera was on. I was like, but no, look, you did a perfectly good job because you didn't know you were being filmed. So you weren't panicking, yeah. you know, and even in rehearsals and stuff or what they might think is a rehearsal of actors. Sometimes. Oh, no, I've, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. Before they know they're rolling. And sometimes it's the right. It's the perfect take, you know, so. I completely agree. Film rehearsals all the way. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know if I'd go as far as to. I've never had to go as far as if someone asked, are you filming to say no? But. I, I don't necessarily think I'd be against it in that answer because I've already agreed to be in the thing. So like, yeah. it's, I, I think that, I think that's fine. I think and that's... and in my defense, she asked me if I was filming her and I wasn't, that guy was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Amy, you know, you're in Essex and that, I'm sure always hiding cameras. Apologies it's a rough that. place, isn't it? <laughs> um, I mean, I've done some, uh, things but i wouldn't say i've ever had to hide a camera and record someone without them knowing i think the most in terms of that i've gone is maybe just yeah like rolling when they're not expecting or like you know just kind of filming them with a second camera and they're like they're so focused on that first one so you kind of go for the second camera and obviously they're not they're not aware of that and that's kind of the shot you use or whatever but but nothing you miss fancy two cameras no, no, yeah. Yeah, multi, yeah, yeah. Multi, yeah, yeah. Multi-camera month. <laughs> so. Oh, that works. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, yeah, no, nothing too illegal. Well. <laughs> oh, dear. We're not, so I, 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 I like how this, if this, this feels like it's just like a, a confession time. Like, yeah, it's just, so I'm, like... I've, I've gathered you all here to publicly talk about breaking the law. Yeah. And, <laughs> I feel strangely like I've done this in prior episodes as well. Yeah. I mean, if we like, talk yeah. about, yeah, if we talk about breaking the law and we go back to that permission thing, um, I wouldn't really say it's breaking the law. No. Um, bending. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I no, don't know. Really, it's a funny no. one. It's a funny one because, well, okay, so basically, it was during, I, I may have told you guys this story before, but. Um, you haven't told but, the listeners, yeah. so it's fine. Haven't, no. So in 2019, I was doing a music video for, I think for college or something. But so we're doing this music video and, but we we decided that we're going to go, go down um, to this little place. Um, I think, I think it was in Rayleigh. So any Essex people are going to know what I'm on about, but there's like this little like road and it goes all the way down. It's like a bendy little thing. You've got a little Morrison. So there's a bit of wealth in the area. And then you go down and there's like a roundabout, right? And to the left, you've got a skate park. And we was like, originally, we was going to film in the skate park. We was, we was going to get this like woman to like sing. Um, but there was no one in the skate park and it was dark. So we was like, okay, let's do it in the roundabout, you know? Um, <clears throat> so we go to this roundabout and we get her to stand in the centre. And we was like, the shot we wanted, it was near down with rain. Can I swear, by the way? 
It'll be bleeped, but sure. Okay, so it was absolutely hammering it down with rain. And we're, like, standing in the middle. And me, without the licence, I'm going to drive around the roundabout. So we drove around, and always you give way to the to the right, so you're going left around the roundabout. We didn't just go left around the roundabout. I went right around the roundabout as well. Obviously, it's in a dead area, so it's like, you know, there's not really anyone about. But it was also in, like, one of the neighbourhood watch areas. So it was like, you know, all they've got to do is just see us going around the roundabout the wrong way with a camera, sticking out the roof of the, like, of the car as well. Whilst you, know, you with, also don't have a licence. Whilst I don't have a licence. Like, literally, I've had about three lessons at this point. I can just about use the clutch. And I'm I, I love how many spinning around this roundabout. Huh? I love how many laws you're breaking at once. Yeah, oh, this is I'm, great. I'm, I love this <laughs> on board. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and... You know, we got a really cool shot. We had the rain coming down as well. And we had the speaker, like, just, like, blaring out the music of the car as well. Um, everything was getting stoked. The inside of the car was, like, like a pond by the end of the shoot. But, yeah, we, we, got, we got some cool shots. But it's like, you know, if we went to someone and said, can I have permission to go around this roundabout the wrong way late at night blaring music, they're going to be like, no. Yeah, so we just did happened. it. One example, like 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 NASA said about um, when sometimes it's getting permission is just like it's not even sometimes getting permission, but it's proving sometimes that you've already got permission. But yes. having to find the documents when you're on a set with a very limited crew and stuff, think like, I know I've got permission, and if you want to sue me, I can prove it before it gets to court because I've got it at home somewhere or in an office. Um, but I just haven't got it on me right now. But it doesn't mean I have that. That's where you started hiring me. Is I exactly. turn up on set with. Got one here somewhere. Here Doesn't we go. Really it's not. It's not video, but with a chunky folder like this. There you go. Full of that's, scripts. That's, that's a a day folder. That is. That's what that is. But but um, full breakdowns and lists of everything. I also like yeah. lists of every crew member's medical issues and what like how to resolve what that and what. I mean, yeah, it's everywhere. One 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 example that before before I had Luke, um, and uh, we were filming on an industrial estate, right? This is going back a long, long time ago with my first um first actress, first lead actress, oh, who's only young at the time, she's about 10, bless her. Um, and um we were um filming inside it was in, it, on the industrial estate. You know, you can get like drive past sometimes and they say sell caravans and stuff. So you can like go yeah. on and buy a caravan and all that. Don't go on holiday to the industrial estate, but that's where you keep your caravans sometimes or you can buy them. Anyway, we'd already shot some stuff down at the coast um, some weeks before and it was in a caravan. We couldn't get it all done. So we thought, oh, we could go back to do the interiors or why don't we just go in one of these caravans and no one's going to know the difference because they all look very similar. So we got permission like from the people on the caravans, like obviously the, the industrial estate place. And they were all for it, um, all good. And then some big boss man turned up who wasn't the guy we got permission from. Um, and he wanted to start to, to see um, the a child performance license and that there was evidence of a chaperone and all this stuff. And we're like, mate, I ain't got time. It, it's, it's for socials. It's, it's a 10 minute. I'm not going to organize a chaperone for a 10 minute thing. When, when the family know me inside out, back then it was a lot more lax. So um, my DOP at the time says to me, tell you what, um, um, I'm going to go outside and see him. I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to phone my mum. And tell him, tell him, tell her to tell him that she's a chaperone. She's a chaperone. She wasn't a chaperone. It was the guy's mum. Had no connection to film whatsoever. But and then she went over, and then this DOP's mum convinces this 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 big boss man that like, oh yeah 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 yeah. So I'm the chaperone, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And she's absolutely fine. She got we got is all, all all the permission is there. Now I knew the permission existed. I wanted to be a lot more dodgy, but it's still a little bit dodgy. But um, and he just she just impersonated a chaperone for me because it was just easier than going back to the office to get the paperwork. So. 
um yeah it happens this this is like therapy for you and just like stress yeah. for me I, i'm just <laughs> I'm hearing all these stories go i'm working with these people she went round roundabout wrong way he got people to phone up like you know it's yeah it's mental yeah. um but uh yeah i'm just gonna take a look at what's next in the minute uh, i think we're we're nearing the end um I've got so many blooming tabs open. Why do you want me to do so much admin, Gareth? Um, right. Sorry. It's been a bit of a day. It has. Right. So, yeah. Kit's car being followed by Bowfinger's frosty freeze vehicle with a cameraman hiding in a tree on top. And that is my last note. That's yeah, so I have to say, it went too quickly. I was gutted. I was. I watched this minute, and I was. Oh, was that it? So I watched it twice. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Yeah. I did. Yeah. But I, I was a bit gutted. I, I'm curious. How did they get the frosty freeze van when he had a perfectly suitable camper van to put a tree on top of? Because to me, it just doesn't like it. It didn't make sense. I was like, how it's did you get all that in it? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just <laughs> left like asking questions like. I, I, it was brilliant because then they had a few lines like in Kit's car and it was like amazing delivery and stuff but I just thought Frosty Freeze you know just lost you at that point yeah it did a little bit like the Bowfinger kind of camper van to come barreling down the street with a tree on top of the camera yeah. inside you know and then yeah it was, it was just maybe maybe what happened was um Bowfinger got approached by um to do a, a, a partnership deal with the ice cream company <laughs> And I said, tell you what, if you use my ice cream van, then I'll give you some funding. And I will just say that any potential ice cream van owners out there or any business who wants to get involved with sponsorship for an upcoming um, film project, then get, look up Rocking Horse Media and email info at rockinghorsemedia.co.uk to discuss sponsorship options. Thank you very much. Thanks for that setup, Nasa. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say maybe this van was approached by a director, a DOP, and a young actress, and they've said, excuse me, can we film <laughs> inside? <laughs> we have all the chaperoning permissions. And yeah. so we had to borrow some <laughs> But um, no, I mean, yeah, pe- still feel free to sponsor us, but we'll, we will have wrapped by now. Um, yeah, so, but we've but got they'll, a season they'll be, to do. Oh, I hope yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, we're in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Planning the, planning the by this point, we'll have, we'll have been greenlit, won't we? We'll have been, yeah, oh, B- BBC would have been like, yeah. 100%. Ten Done. seasons would be like, mate, we only want to do five. And they'll be yeah. like, come on. And I said, like, Right, I'll I'll give you a special. And uh... <laughs> And they'll be doing minute by minutes on Henry House. Oh yeah, and guys, we, you know, movies by minutes, uh group project next year, the Henry House minute, it'll be fantastic. It'll be great. Maybe I'll even guest if you ask me nicely. Um, there we go. and we'll 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 make it happen. Um, let's do it let's do it but uh no any any concluding thoughts on the minute on the film um for me the, the thing about that whole film which i think um and it shows um i think steve martin as uh the, the 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 genius that he is i don't think he gets enough credit i think he's an incredibly he's a comedy actor but he's a comedy actor that can also break your heart and do really serious stuff at the same time it, without even changing genres sometimes. yeah and also um, Nas, since you don't read credits and that he also wrote this film, so... Oh, yeah, um, see, I didn't know that. And um, 
the bit that sticks with me the most is right at the end and it's, it's his heroic moment and you, he could have been forgiven as a writer or as a performer whatever um of playing it as oh he succeeded that's the rest of the film's quite cheesy so let's just live in the moment and he's and he could sort of act, he could have hero status but even in that when um when the broad that he's got a thing for goes and sits somewhere else and he looks all awkward back, like he wants to sit with her, but he can't. And he wants to still kind of jump on someone to get to, to like, socially. He wants to get with that girl. And he sits with someone he doesn't really want to sit with. And there's that awkward look he looks back, like, even in his heroic finale, when he's he's achieved this whole redemption thing, he's come full circle and he's the hero, he still manages to look awkward. And I thought that was so, so true of the whole portrayal right the way through the whole film. And I love that consistency. And I thought it was a really clever performance. Yeah, that was an observation I hadn't thought of, but no, I agree. I think I think it's his awkwardness that that draws us to him as an audience yeah, as well. Yeah. If he were just cocky and just like I'm gonna make me film, it's gonna happen, don't matter what, I'm not gonna ask his permissions. Don't know why he suddenly started talking like NASA, but like, you know, he's uh we wouldn't we wouldn't like him. No, we do like it. you, NASA, don't worry. Um, and, and and me, because I'm both cocky and awkward, which is what Luke's trying to say. Oh, so. yeah. But so. like no, there's, there's there's an element of awkwardness, isn't it? Like when when you're doing something, I guess, which isn't like uh, the normal, should we say, like like film. You know, I I've I've had a lot of conversations with customers like working in in bars and stuff, and it's like they're they're like, oh, so so what you do outside of here then? You you study and whatever. I'm like, no, I work in the film industry. Half the time they just look at me like, okay, but what are you doing? And yeah, it's like that no, that it's... real kind of look. So it's like. I, I think you develop just an awkwardness about that because you're doing something which isn't, I guess, quote unquote normal, you know. Or, well, yeah, or unless you're Steven Spielberg, yeah. you're you're between jobs or you're, See, yeah, you know, like, you're, you're you've not got a real job, and that is yeah, it's joked yeah. about, but mm. it's true. I remember um, was chatting with someone, um, and they were like, "What are you doing now? Are you going to uni?" And I was like, "No, I'm, I'm making films," and they were like. Oh, have you got a mentor? Have you got someone guiding you? And I was like, no, I'm making films. And they were like, well, you should have, you know, you should have someone. Have you tried looking? I was like, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm making films. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Like, they just don't, yeah. it's not seen as a viable thing until yeah. you're on the telly. You know. Yeah, until, I mean, until you're big, yeah, no one cares. I remember like locally when I've been filming stuff years ago now, um, when Rocky was first starting out and I had loads of support locally. And then people kept saying the same thing to me, it tends to be the older generation as well. So no offense, old people, but, um, and what they would say is, Oh, so are you working uh, for the BBC now? Is that what you do? And I'm like, well, no, I'm making for my own company and I hopefully um, eventually might produce something which gets shown by a BBC or whatever. And the minute you say you don't work for the BBC or, or similar, they sort of like, also, oh, it's not really real, then, is it? You know, it's mm. it's obviously just just a hobby because you're not actually working with the guys off the telly. But why? How do you think the guys off the telly get on the telly? You know? Yeah, and and, and yeah. There, there is still career status to be made in the in the indie world. I still know people who work in the indie film scene. Maybe often even decide to stick to the indie film scene, but are making a living, are happy with where they're at, and like, yeah, it, it's not a lack of success. In fact, they're more successful than. Some other people, you know, I think, you know, I know people who've worked for the BBC and then made things independently. I consider them more of a success what they've made independently than what they've done for the BBC. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with the BBC. And BBC, you know, if, if you want to hire me, uh, you can email me, Luke at rockandhorsemedia.co.uk. But, like, you know, it, it, it's it's different. I remember hearing a similar thing about about um, 
comedy and stand-up comics. That's what like people consider. They're like, oh, were you on Live at the Apollo? It's like, no, but neither mm. is ninety-nine percent of comedians. Like, yeah. It's just... uh, yeah, and also the other thing, even though it sounds good, um, once depending on your personality and your role within it, be that as a producer you want to be or a writer or a director or whatever it is, is um, it might sound good, but the minute you get to that sort of level, um, very often you lose control. And so yeah. some people would rather stay in control at a lower level, what's conceived as a lower, lower level, than, um, than go right to the top and lose all that all that freedom, you know? No, mm. I, I completely agree. Um I think this has been a really good show. We've we've kind of had our anecdotes. We've we've talked about the minute. We've talked about everything else. Um, I am going to move on to our plugs. Um, so Gareth, I'll I'll start with you. What have you got to promote, Gareth? What 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 well, on earth might people want to know? Um, there's this care home drama series that we uh, we enter production in. And uh, nine days? Is it nine days? I think it's nine days. Yeah, we we'll finished months days. ago by the time you listen nine. to this. Um, yeah, I I would have otherwise we've got a big problem. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we entered production. Uh, well, we would have finished it all by now, but Henry House um, comes out this Christmas. So in about three months, maybe from when you listen to this, four months, hopefully you've got somewhere to go and see um henry house or, or maybe you're watching you're gonna be watching it at home if you do really really well that's a genuine possibility which is both frightening and exciting all at once um so yeah so if you want to know more about that jump on the website www.rockingosmedia.co.uk follow us on facebook um instagram twitter um at, yeah I'll let, NASA, I'll let nasa do that <laughs> one but um uh, yeah and email us at info at rockingosmedia.co.uk if... it's all very exciting isn't it nasa oh. what, what what who are you what you got What's that? What's right. right, yeah. So by when's this come out? Like July? August, August I think. I August. can't be certain, but okay. I think around August. So I can find out. A little film. I did a little film last August called White This Words, which obviously we've touched upon throughout this this podcast. Um, but yeah, hopefully that should be out by August. So if you're curious and you would like to hear it, it's basically about this toxic relationship. All goes a bit sideways and we're kind of watching the main character terry coming to terms with the fact her relationship is over and like breaking away from it and everything um but that film should be out and if you want to see if it's out um or maybe come to a premiere um just look at me on instagram amy.buzzfilm um and you'll find pointless words content everywhere um and yeah or just find me on YouTube, Amy Munt, and there'll be teasers and trailers everywhere. So you can follow the film and its progress and its and its launch from there. Okay, I'm completely wrong. This is May. Um, so sorry about that. This okay. is this is this is May. So, so if I just say do... the word May, you can just put it over the top. You've just put Nasra in a, in a re- really high pressure situation because she just <laughs> said she's going to have all this stuff done. <laughs> Three months earlier than you first said. So that's going to... Unlucky enough. <laughs> okay, so let me start again. So, <laughs> I did a little film in August um, last year called Blake This Words, which is... Do I need to explain what it's about again? Can you use that? I can, I can use that, it's fine. You can it's use fine. that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a genius. Um, but hopefully um, that film will be well underway in post-production, um, hopefully gearing towards the final edit and preparing for a premiere um i'd be surprised if it's out by then but never say never if you're um, a hit fan of this show come to the premiere 
Meet us. Honestly, meet Phoebe. Honestly. Meet probably someone else who's been on the show. I don't know. They'll cut. They'll come. You can meet, meet me. Everyone. I'll be there. I better be you there. I'm, you can meet I'm you, 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 know, you know when I said us. That, I, that oh, oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, in, in it. it. Gareth, I am. I am in it. I, I, I very much doubt that the my main part. I won't spoil it for, for anyone because it's not my thing to spoil. I don't think anyone cares. But I'm going to pretend they care. Um, <laughs> is that my main part probably won't make any kind of serious edit. I wouldn't have thought. But even so, it, it it it's there it's there somewhere. So yeah, um, one day travel three day. hours on the train to like be in the background. And basically. I I looked huge because I had to put about fifteen jumpers. <laughs> had on. to had to. This is what we're going with, is it? Had to. Yeah. That's the and a, and a leather jacket over the top because I had to be like a big muscly guy, which. You know, I mean, I, I'm all right, but I needed a bit. I thought I'm going to pad myself up a bit, and then there, there, um, there, this is an audio thing. You can just tell people that that is you. That's how you look. There we go. But then, um, <laughs> and my scene partner, who I met that very day, who is actually um, in Henry House now, we cast her as one of our background artists um, because I was in a background with her in a scene, so I knew that she was good at what she does. Anyway, um, she came up to see me up at the set of Henry House only a matter of days later that same summer, and obviously I wasn't wearing fifteen jumpers at this point, and she got really concerned. She looked at me and thought, "You've lost a lot of weight in three days." <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, you could also email me at london at rockinghorsemedia.co.uk um, or you could find my YouTube, which is just Amy Munt, M-U-N-T. And you could just find teasers and trailers and heaps of stuff on there, I'd bet, of weightless words um, over the coming months. Um, but yeah, that's that's my independent project, which is also a Rocking Horse project. Um, but in terms of Henry House, the little care home drama thing we've got going on, um you're right gareth <laughs> yeah i'm just getting pumped i'm just getting excited sorry oh no when i said little you kind of looked offended but i was thinking like what nothing little like caro um but yeah the care home drama we've got um obviously rocking horse is working on short films like weightless words it's working on henry house it's working on documentaries for big on the inside for Anna Karen, it's it's working on a, a lot of different projects, and we've recently trying to trying to. We are music we video are. for the Declan Swans. Well, yes. the uh, yes. yes, welcome, yes. Sunny Declan Swans. Swans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so at the beginning of the new year, we launched our very own exclusive Rocking Horse Media Patron, um, which is only four ninety nine a month, which is like cheaper than like Netflix, cheaper than Disney Plus. So you know, and Netflix doesn't well. have us. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. So, you know, you can watch Welcome to Wrexham, cancel your Disney Plus subscription, come over to the Patreon, see more Declan Swans and, you know. It's like a sequel. Stuff. It is like a sequel. And, you know, maybe <laughs> one day even Ryan Reynolds will feature on the Patreon, but you're never going to know. Patreon exclusive. <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> yeah, we'll we'll meet Ryan Reynolds and we'll just not tell anyone unless you pay four ninety nine a month. That's um, it. That's it's a bargain. It's a bargain. So, that's it. How come oh. you've got? How come you've got? You've got a YouTube. Why haven't, why haven't I got a YouTube? Like a person, you got a YouTube. Why need a YouTube? How do I get a YouTube? I think I've got a YouTube. I'm, you've I'm, got a YouTube. Have you well, got a not, YouTube? I mean, like Rocky also got a YouTube, but I've not got a YouTube. People could like watch videos of me doing stuff. They're watching videos of you doing stuff. That could be yeah. fun. So you can um you can find me on YouTube as Luke Allen. Uh, you can also email me. Uh, Luke at rockinghorsemedia.co.uk and once again I do advise that you check out the Rocking Horse Media Patreon we have lots of exciting stuff coming there, exclusive podcasts exclusive behind the scenes content, everything else just for 4 mm-hmm. 99 a month 
But what isn't four ninety nine a month and is actually absolutely free is that you can find the Bowfinger Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site of bowfingerminute.com. And if you have time, please like, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. You can find us on social media at, via the Welcome to Mindhead, the Bowfinger Minute Listeners Centre on Facebook, and on Twitter just at Bowfinger Minute. Hope you join us here next time on Bowfinger Minute, but in the meantime, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. Keep it together, children. I hope that we'll see you again. Cause there's always one more show. Cause there's always one more show. We've heard lots of anecdotes on today's show. Uh, there's one which is just just because I. So so but to the listeners' reference, both NASA and especially Gareth are like my favourite people for anecdotes. They just have sitcom level stories. Uh, Gareth gives them a thumbs up. It doesn't work on an audio form. Oh, um, but uh, sitcom level stories, and uh, there's one which is my absolute favourite. Um, and I just there's no space for it on, on the actual show. So. If you listen past the credits, because we have a heck of a theme tune, so you should, um, then, um, yeah, here's his, his, uh, Gareth with, with the wedding story. I gave you all of, like, 30 seconds notice. Okay, well, um, I've had to tell it a lot of times, so that's fine. Uh, can I just say, I've never been part of a post credits sequence before, and I'm really excited. I feel like a Marvel superhero <laughs> right now, so I'm all for this. Um, so anyway, um, some years ago, me and my um, child actress at the time, her again, and my script editor at the time, we were driving, um, we've been rehearsing and things, and um, it, she hadn't had anything to eat, bless her. And obviously that's important. Feeding actresses is something you're meant to do. And uh, But I, we didn't really have time to like, sort anything out. So um, anyway, driving past this pub, this boozer, and I could see that there was a, a wedding going on, you know, the, the, the bit afterwards. Not not, not a wake, would you call it? The opposite of that. When they, when you go to somewhere to have food afterwards, that bit of a wedding. So that's going on. Um, and um, so we, we decided to go in there and, and and have a bit of food, thinking that well, it's all paid for, isn't it? No one's no one's going to lose out. We're not stealing anything because it's all there for anyone to have who happens to be there. And I always felt, you know what? At every wedding, there's always that relative that everyone thinks they don't know, but I don't want to say anything because I'll look really rude if it turns out that I do know that person or I should know that person. It's probably like a, a second cousin once removed or something. So I thought no one's going to to come up to us and say we don't belong there just in case we actually do. No one wants to be that person. So I said. It was fine. My, my child actress was like, Gareth, you, you can't make me do this. And I was like, you want to get fed? That's all you got to do. Come on, let's go. So anyway, we walk, we walk, we walk in. Um, we're and I'll go and I'll go through to him. And um, and then this guy comes up to me and I said, Oh, thank goodness you're here. Um, she she's been waiting. And I was like, uh, what? And I, and I don't know what's going on. Then this bride, she's quite an old older lady, um, getting married late in life, which is great for, for her. I'm I'm really pleased for her, bless her. Hopefully they're still together. Um, and um she says, where have you been? I was like, have you got, got your speech? And I'm like, not not quite sure. Time sort of stood still for a minute. I was like, 
But for some reason, to this day, I can't quite work out why my response was like this. I decided to say yes. And um, and then my child actually was looking up at me like, you don't know that person, do you? And I was like, no, I've never seen her from my life. And um, it's like, you never have a speech, Steve, do you? It was like, no, I also don't have a speech. And um, so why well, have you said you have got a speech and you do know this person? I don't, I don't have the answers. So um, so we decided, right, let's just, I, I decided, you guys sit over there, have some food while I'm doing it. If nothing else, it'll be a distraction where you sort of stuff your face and I'll get up there and and do a, do a uh, like a poem thing. I thought, I'll keep it nice and simple. So I did. I think it was something, you know, like, I don't know exactly what I said, but it was something like, you know, like roses are red, violets are blue, it's your wedding day and thank you. I I, I don't know what, what went with in the end, but um, I got a round of applause. She came up and hugged me and said it meant, meant so much. And some relative, who I didn't know clearly because I didn't know her either, um, said so-and-so would be so proud. I was like, I think they will. But anyway, so it made a day and that was the main thing. Um, but yeah, so I, I gave a speech at a wedding of someone that I'd never met. Um, but I made her happy, so um, I, I, I've always, you know, um, been quite proud of that. But uh, I remember when I told Luke, I think I knew Luke for quite some time, and then it came yeah, no, up. It was, I don't know it how was, it came it, up. I but... can't remember how it came up, but it was a, at least a year into us having worked together. Yeah. And the first thing I said was, why don't you introduce yourself to people like that? Because that <laughs> says all they need to know about you. Um, yeah. And basically, whatever the opposite of that story is, that's me. Um <laughs> <laughs> Luke would get permission to, to write to write the speech for a wedding he did, was going to go to. That, that, that knew I know. I I'd turn up and say, "Excuse me, child actress here. She's really hungry. Any chance we could just nick some of your food?" And and then the problem would be solved because they'd say yes, or they'd say words that we can't repeat on this show. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know quickly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah so, um... there we go. Post credits. Good. Hope you all enjoyed that story. Please invite me to future weddings, and I will do a speech for you. I don't, I don't mind who you are. It's fine. I mean, to be fair, it does sound like a both finger thing to do. It doesn't, it does. you know. It does, and I, and the more I think about that comparison, I was like, oh, do you know what? They're right, aren't they? And I was like, not a lot I can do about that. I just, just accept it that you know, yeah, I think you're spot on. But hey, Thank I'm you, proud listeners. of it. Uh, so. Stay in school. Don't make films. One more show. Sure.